Hello, wrestling fans. Quick Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. And once again, we are right here smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, my friend, how are you doing today? Horrible. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> I got cellulitis in my leg, dude. It sucks. <laughs> so you haven't been able to uh, to get around much then, huh? No, no, not much. Um, yeah, it's if you've had cellulitis, it's not people think you say like they think say like it's that it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. Uh, it's an infection, correct? Of like the skin or Bacteria. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, um, that sucks. I, I, I've had a friend who's had it, and they, they said it's quite terrible. So yeah, it's bad. Dude. It's horrible. <laughs> And, and of course, I ain't, I ain't taking nothing for pain, so, you know. How long does it take to get over? Uh, anywhere from five, six days, usually, to before it starts going away. But you get to take your antibiotics for, like, ten days. So. Oh, man, here's the I don't know. You, feel, you, you feel a lot better. It sucks, dude. <laughs> Can't do much. It just it hurts. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you, so you said you're stuck in the house. Well, then this is the That's perfect time to be stuck in the house. Fair enough. Uh, but this is the perfect time <laughs> to be stuck in the house. This is WrestleMania season. Is it? All right. That shows how much Quentin's up on <laughs> on recent wrestling. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania well, is well, Sunday. Well, ever since they, they sent me that little letter last week saying my, my, even though I had like a month left, on my card is no longer valid, so screw you, Peacock. Some so I, 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 I take it I take it you will not be watching WrestleMania. No, because I have to buy Peacock. If well, it was free on Peacock, I would watch it, but I've already bought my card for WrestleMania, but it's invalid now. <laughs> so maybe you're watching one of the mini shows on IWTV. What's that? Ah, oh, man, we've got to get you educated. Uh, independent wrestling te te television—they're the same people who are behind the channel on Roku. Okay, um, but they have a, a streaming service. Uh, and, and oh, no, timeout. Yep. How much it cost? Nine ninety nine. Can't do it. <laughs> well, okay, so maybe you're watching something on the High Spots Wrestling Network. I haven't watched anything on there this week. I don't think oh, I've you, watched this week. You have the High Spots Wrestling Network. Oh, no. What? No, not High Spots. I don't have High Spots. I've never did a High Spot, so why would I have High Spots? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I thought you meant that one on Pluto. I thought you were talking about that thing. So you have now with losing WWE Network, that means that you have no at least paid wrestling uh, subscriptions. Right. But, you know, I, I, I think watching the network was me and Dan would watch a pay-per-view a bit uh, or the big ones, you know, like uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania and stuff. Then I, like I said, I'd flip through and watch some old uh, Master Square Garden from the 70s or 
or the old, uh, their TV show from the 70s. That's all I would watch. I mean, I really wasn't getting a lot of, wasn't, you know, wearing it out or nothing. <laughs> so. Well, we'll take, take your time, wait until about August, because that's when I hear everything's going to be loaded back. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe around August, be like, hey, Peacock. Well, right now I got, I mean, I'm just busy with college baseball zone and I got ESPN plus. Oh my gosh. I got so many college baseball games on there to watch. So, and then I got my shows I watch and, you know, and got so your programs. Like, yeah, my programs I watch. Your, your, your and, stories. Uh, my stories. There you go. I got my stories <laughs> I watch and, uh, and, uh, and, I, and the only rest I watch is AEW and, uh, so, and I don't even watch the one that's on YouTube, which everybody says I need to watch that one, but I just ain't got time. So, yeah, if you're but, referring to AEW Dark or AEW Dark Elevation, um, I, I highly recommend watching them. Uh, but you do need some time because each one of those shows I feel like is an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, I heard they're a little, they're a little long. So. But, but if nothing else, for the commentary between Excalibur and Taz. Now, Mary's telling that's pretty funny. Oh, it's it's the highlight of the show. Not taking anything <laughs> away from any of the wrestling, but nothing pops me harder than Excalibur getting on Taz's case and Taz just losing said. it. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. You know. <laughs> what we watching today... <laughs> All right, straight to the point. Straight to the point. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, we like chit chat. So I don't care. We said, "Oh, don't mind me." Saying, no, no, you don't. You I don't mean, want to talk to me. That's those, fine. <laughs> those two, those two listeners we got, like we get down to one. You don't even know what happened to the screen. Oh, there it goes. That's <laughs> like what happened. I, I mean, two weeks ago we did talk about the local weather for about ten oh. minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> We so we already actually lost that other listener, so we're just down to one. We'll be down to none. Oh, no, me. Dana will always listen to us. She don't listen to us. That's what's funny. <laughs> I can't even get my own wife to listen. How am I gonna get other people to listen? Oh, hey, uh, we don't have the peanut crowd in there. My wife just charmed, charmed yeah, uh, whatever. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> All right, exactly. let's, let's get this before we go off the rails then. Thank you to yeah. our friend over at Harley Race's Left Hand, the best YouTube name in professional wrestling. <laughs> I forgot about got, that. Got a spit take from Quentin. Uh, the match we're watching today is Arn Anderson and Barry Windham versus Brad Armstrong, excuse me, no. the Candy Man, <laughs> and old White Lightning Tim Horner. And I've got the video <laughs> queued up to the old G couple dude. Hold on one second. Let me say yeah. something. Tim Horner, wasn't he the guy that was actually supposed to take the place of Dennis instead of Stan? Oh, no, no, no. Different guy. This is the guy who uh, owned a part of uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. No, you never heard the story? Yeah, no, that's, what I, that, that's also the story that Tim Horner would say, that he owned part of Smoky Mountain. Tim Cornette <laughs> loves that one. Yeah, okay. I got you. Okay. Duh. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> never mind. I just blew that up. <laughs> <laughs> Play the videos. Make myself look more stupider than I already am. All right, guys. We're at the triple zero. Three, two, one, play.
And we've got one of my favorite announcers in the ring. Very underrated. Oh, there you go. Hold on. Candyman. <laughs> That's all he gets. Candyman. Yeah. It's not, it's not Candyman, Brad Armstrong. It's just Candyman. Um, you know, one of my how, favorite announcers, though, uh, <laughs> Gary Michael Capetta, man. I think he's very underrated. He's very good. Okay, is that candy canes on his boots? Uh, Please tell me it's he's, not. Got, he's got the candy stripe down his uh, down his leggings. Uh, that is candy canes on his boots. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> because he's the candy man. Okay, but take away the boots. I actually like the, the leggings and trunks. Well, not with the candy man, but I like that. It doesn't look bad until you realize what it's meant to be for, though. <laughs> He's got the uh, TV title there, don't he? Arm. Yep. Yep. T- TV title on red strap. Not not my favorite. No, excuse me, on black strap. Not my favorite. I was red. like, yeah, it's black I, lo- strap. I love red. Oh, yeah, it's but... the original of that, that style of it. it, was on the red. I can't get believe it. He's got, surely the company. Uh oh, what we got here? Yeah, see, it, it, it's tough, Dad. Arn Anderson. He's got the neck exactly out of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, very, is that bandana and sunglasses on him? Yeah. On Barry there. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's it's tough, Dad, and his drinking buddy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that wouldn't look bad if it didn't say Candyman on it and had candy canes on it. Surely the office paid for those boots. Surely he maybe. did. Maybe Jim Hurd gave him a uh, a little race key for it. I don't know. Look at Arn in the baby blue trunks. That's weird. Yeah, that's like, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember him in baby blue. Arn had a backup because he always wore like red, you know. Hey, we're yellow once, but I mean, red was his main color. You can tell by his, then, by his boots and his knee pads. Yeah, and then I, I feel like he looked. Toward- he looked across the locker room and was just like, "Well, can't wear that. Too much red over yeah. there." Well, what being, else I, guess, I, pack? I guess Horner's wearing red, and obviously Armstrong's wearing red. So, what do I got in my bag? Picks it up, probably sniffed it. Nah. That's only I got clean my backup pair. <laughs> yeah, the, the pair that he would never wear any other time. And he's like, well, I've got to. The bird just poked him in the eye. Yep, poked him in the eye, punched him in the face, shot him off. Nice drop kick. That's the thing. Hoarder could work. Yeah. Just, I don't it was just. I don't know. There's something about it. And just, that it's is sweet right there. there. The only two knocks on Horner ha- have been a his promo is terrible. Oh, excuse me, three knocks. Mm-hmm. His promo is terrible. His singing's terrible, <laughs> and a- apparently he's a crap human being. Yeah. And then you have Brad but in the wrestling. But in the wrestling business, you overlook the, that C part. <laughs> yeah, fair. But then you got Brad Armstrong, who his only knock just didn't have a good promo. Apparently, in the locker room, one of the what, an amazing talker. But just not in front of you know the camera. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh oh! Did he punch him. Yep. Come out of the head scissors. You think they you pop out and grab the headlock? He put, popped out and punched him. Uh oh. Seven flashbacks of a rockin' man. <laughs> oh oh what, what's that? What is that? Is that what his name in the, the yeah. suit? Uh, 
Oh yes, in Spider Man. In Bad Street. <laughs> in Bad Street. Look at uh Barry's bumping, ain't he? Barry's wearing some weird boots. They're not his normal double eagle cowboys. Yeah, well, and they're they're like they're tall lace ups, but he he's looks like he has these boot covers on or something. It's hard for me to see on my uh there's uh Pee Wee Anderson, the referee. He was really good. Him and Arn were both from Georgia boys, right? I think so, yeah. Arn getting them shoulders. Boom. Got Arn Arn in that left, man. So good. Yeah. You don't see many good lefts, and his was really a good left. Oh, that was sweet. Went for the Connor roll, and he ducked. He clotheslined himself on the rope. That was sweet, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What's he going to get? Oh, he went for the flare knee and missed. Uh-oh. Figure four from the candy man. <laughs> oh, man. So bad. Do what? It's so bad. Break his eyes. I think I think Barry did from the outside. I just oh, I love that. Oh, that's a nice hook the knee and run to schoolboy. I'm still trying to get Barry's boots. I can't see. <laughs> I don't look when he gets back in there. Gosh, those candy canes are killing me. <laughs> yeah, Arn got his hair ruffled up. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. Who? I mean, I just don't know who looks at. at... And Brad Armstrong and just says, "Candy man, candy cat." I, I don't, I don't either. I, <laughs> oh my! So they slowed it down a lot. They got him in the corner, gonna fight. Yeah, so he's probably gonna fight out because it's too early in the match to let him take over right there. You say too early, but we're halfway through this video. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're shining. Oh, never mind. <laughs> it's like, never mind. <laughs> it goes by so fast. Yeah, we're they're still, they're still shining them up big time. Yeah. Yeah, they're still there. Double team. What are they going to give them? Double hip toss. Uh-oh. Oh, that was nice. Oh. That was really nice. I don't think I've seen that before. Double gut shot, double snap mare into the double yeah, elbow. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, they, then they ruined it. They dropped the double elbow. They don't you, know, do it should, look as good. You should choke them. Well, <laughs> that was the awkwardest looking cross by. <laughs> well, there's, there's, quite, there's quite the height difference. I know. I was like, his boots were in Barry's face and his body was on arm. <laughs> Yeah, people don't realize how big Barry Wyndham was, you know. So I started to put yeah. his weight on, it made him look bigger, taller. Because... Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. watching some young Barry Wood, like really young Barry Wyndham the other day, and, man, he was a stick. Oh, yeah. Early 80s, early 80s Florida, he was really. Now, that was he sweet. Looked, that nice was smooth, drop. Yeah. Oh, man, that was nice. 
See, Horner was good. It's just, I don't know. There's, uh, it just, I don't know. It was, I think he was too white, white meat baby face, you know? Yeah, I think you had to have some kind of edge, even by this point. Well, not that, or have a gimmick. He really just didn't have a white lightning. I mean, that, you know, he needed something, and it wasn't that what he was doing. Like Barry's taking over now. Oh, no. <laughs> they going to. Uh oh. Revolving door. Into a. I have seen a revolving door to a hip toss of you. No, oh, here but, we go. Uh, oh, that was. Oh, that was awesome. That was sweet. I only ever seen that of you. No, well, I have actually, and it was it was Arn and Tully. Okay, the well, there you go then. <laughs> but uh, that's where he got it from. <laughs> I, I, I'm very upset. I thought I was going to see my my favorite movie, the bottle opener, head scissors, but uh, nope. Oh, nice double DDT. Now that head scissors and on brought him down top the top row, I guess it was like a so kind of like a stunner. I mean a stun gun then, wasn't it kind of? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Kind of assisted. Yeah, that was neat. I liked that. Now their heat's on. Talk to the camera. I mean, I, they, they just made these guys look good for seven minutes of the match. Yeah. Now it's time for them to get themselves over. Yep. Big oh there it is. Oh big spine buster. Man, hey the just the spin on that, the turn is it never gets old, you know? Yeah, no, and he he's the best. Like a lot of people will compare people today's to his, and it's still aren't. No. It's always aren't. Half days, people don't even get a turn. They go straight up and go right down. They don't even turn. Or if they did, it's a half a turn. His was just he was just it was awesome. Working on that lower back. Boom. Did Barry put his boot in the corner? Knee. Had his knee up. Knee? Okay. Working that back. There you go. Barry seems Scoot. to have the cheapest knee pads ever. He always had some like just. <laughs> oh, he's. Oh, nice standing suplex. Carried him halfway around the ring. Yeah, I think he's got covers over his wrestling boots. Huh. That's weird. Either that I, or I he's got some, it. like, horse-riding boots, like, not cowboy boots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know about, it just, I don't know yeah, if he, he has no There's face. David Crockett on the, not David Crockett, uh, oh, gosh, what was his name? Where? The Crockett who helped who did the camera work, Jackie, Jackie Crockett. Yeah, there's Jackie Cro Crockett in, on the apron in his shorts. I, I, I want to say Horner. I think he is facials. I, I think he don't have no facials. I think that's what I'm noticing too. We want to see a shoulder to sunset. Yep, here we go. Well, oh, he's fighting. Oh. He's fighting. He's fighting. Oh. On top oh. the sunset flip so well. He pulled his hair. Yes. That was nice. Arn fought the sunset flip so well and so hilarious. Oh, nice small package. That's what she said. Yay. 
<laughs> oh my. So I gave him a sunset, then I gave him a small package, and then I go back to the heat. Oh, nice. Uh oh, what's that called? Well, it depends on who's calling it. I've always called oh, it a uh, gut wrench no, suplex or a side the, salto the suplex. The old Gordon way. Was it the, the <laughs> side salto suplex? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it was nice. I looked good. Man, Barry come to work, didn't he? Because all people said in, this, in the 90s, Barry got lazy. He's working his butt off here. So he's just going to take a backdrop. Yep, there he goes. Whoa, that's nice. I can't tell what those boots are. They <laughs> got a good close-up up there. Cuts him back off. It's like a little, it's like a little TV match. This is an awesome TV match, especially for the time. Oh yeah, definitely for the time. Shoots him back in. Duck cross. Oh, was that a burrito? Yep, flying forearm. Actually, Horner's actually showing some fire over there on the apron, finally. <laughs> he hasn't shown any at all till now. Got yeah, very wobbly. There we go. On the hot tag. Boom. Oh, roll, boom. Boom, boom. Oh, he just clobbered that drop kick. Boom. Nice drop kick. Whoa. Did he miss him on that forearm, that first one? I think it was, it was a punch, but it was a okay. very short Ooh, nice like, backdrop. Rabbit, rabbit punch. Yeah. Now, nice backdrop, though. Yeah, Arn didn't take very many backdrops. No. Uh oh. What we got here? Oh, oh. O'Connor roll. To the bridge. Here comes Barry. Boom. He didn't with a gimmick. I think he just dropped. Oh, who's this? On oh, Sid's in there. Yeah. Okay. What the? Oh, boom. Oh, that looks like he came in the back of the head. Poor Candyman's on the outside. Oh yeah, they're like, hey, hey, Brad, we'll uh, we'll just get rid of you, all right? <laughs> oh, they're holding him down. What is he gonna do? What was it? Did he hit the ropes and stop and jump out? Oh, okay, yeah, he made the save. Okay. Yeah, Sting, like, Sting and Orndorff made the save. Okay, I was like, why did he hit the ropes and take a powder? <laughs> Sting and Orndorff and somebody else walked in late. And also called the WCW hotline. <laughs> Get your pants permission first. Hey, there's that match we reviewed two months ago. Um, so, so Orndorff was a baby face in, in WCW? Uh, yeah, for a little, for a while when he first really? came in, he sure wow. was, yeah. Oh, man. Huh. That's, that's another I just uh, remember, baby face. I just remember. Underrated, or overrated, sorry, underrated is uh, Paul Orndorff. I thought he's a really good baby face. I don't remember much of his baby face work. I'm, I'm, especially WCW, I just remember him being in, uh, excuse me, um, was it Pretty Wonderful? Yeah, with Paul Roma. Yeah. I didn't know who was the Bayface. Wow. Huh. Yeah, well, when he first Well, yeah, he in, was I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it was before or after the UWF, Herb Abrams, UWF, because he was a Bayface there, too. 
I could see it there because they're needing star power. Um, I, I, I remember a little bit of his uh, New York babyface run against Piper. When yeah. I, I remember some of that, you know, from back then, you know. Um, but if you can't get over as a bay face working Piper as a heel, you're, you you need to bang them up, you know. <laughs> he, he was also from from all I, I've seen of him working baby face, a very edgy baby face, you know. In the oh, fact he had, that, like, had to he, be, yeah, yeah, he would skirt around the rules. Um, he came yeah. in and worked a little bit for Smoky Mountain. Um, yeah, I remember that. Long, yeah, but he, he yeah. was a baby face there. Yeah. What what year was this? Uh, let me go back. Let I believe go. this was 1990. Okay. I believe it was 1990, but let me check check to be sure. And was this on main event or Power Pro Worldwide? I will have all those questions for you or those answers for you <laughs> in just a moment. Come on, show prep. What happened? This is your pick. <laughs> uh, we were done. <laughs> we, 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 we stopped doing the show prep, remember? Oh, I know. I'm just busting your balls. Well, my balls, that's like, not, that's, my balls that's do not tonight. appreciate it. Huh? My balls do not appreciate it. That's kind of like tonight I used my famous line on you when we first, like the second time we ever met. I used it on Dana tonight, and she didn't, didn't care for that. And I told her, and I said, <laughs> I, and I had to explain to her where it came from. And like, yeah, I said, can you believe we became friends? I, I've told that story to a lot of people too, and uh, yeah, the fact that <laughs> the fact that we became friends—they've all been really—I don't know—they've should been shocked. Uh, this was from July twenty seventh, nineteen ninety. It says World Championship Wrestling, but that—and that's the only show I have this as being for. That's, so that's the promotions. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking. Have, it, it, didn't they have a show just called World Championship Wrestling or no, not at the time? Um, well, actually, when they were in WA, there's World Championship Wrestling, that's what they called that's right. it. Yeah, um, so, so, so I'm not sure. Well, it's not the Saturday Night Show because it's not center stage. Um, so it's got to be probably one of those main events or Power Pro or the whatever those B shows were. Yeah, um, I, I, will, I will say going back and watching it, um, I'm going to reshare my screen just for one little clip, and it uh, it it popped me pretty hard. Ah, I just started moving moving you somehow by accident. <laughs> and I didn't know I could do that. I just learned something today. All right. Hey. <laughs> so, watch when Arn's doing the throat slash. Uh -huh. The little kid flips him the bird, and Doug Dillinger gets no into him. Yeah. So, so look, and I don't know if you see my – okay. Did you see it? I see Dillinger saying something to him, but I can't – So, like, right before he does the throat slap, when – I see Barry, Barry look over there. He's saying something. He looks down at – All right, all right, and look now. <laughs> he put it right in Dillinger's face. <laughs> Uh, and Doug, Doug turns around and gets on the little kid. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh mate, you always thought you know. You said this was a good match for TV. Uh, it kind of goes back. You know, I was telling you, you said you got all those Clash of the Champions. You can like all that. You know, 
everybody says, you know, 90 to 92, 93, you know, they were just, just horrible WCW. But I'm telling you, man, them clashes, the main event, Power Pro, all those B-shows, you can find some gems floating in there through the years. Yeah, it, it, it's not the the talent wasn't terrible. You know what I mean? The it wasn't yeah. the talent. It, it yeah. was the story. Oh, had the no, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying for match wise, you can find some excuse me. Oh, oh gosh. You can find some really good stuff, you know, that is got overlooked, you know, because I mean, all right, there's a really good match for TV, but if you didn't if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't even look, you know, I'm saying you or and, or if you saw the names, and especially with being candy, man, you're like, oh, they just got, they probably got jobbed out, you know. That's probably, not, but as far from from it, you know, they they took seventy percent of the match, basically, you know. Yeah, so, uh, right at it, man. I mean, yeah. So, you know, you you, you know, if if you just saw the names in that time period, oh, they're getting job, and especially with the Candyman name, oh, he's getting. This is a job match, you know. And uh, is anything from it, you know, squash. So, uh, yeah, but there, like I said, there's tons of those matches out there from from those TVs. A lot of people wasn't watching them, you know. Yeah, and you know, they were watching so, the. Oh, never mind. I thought I thought I had found uh, when this was taped, not what show it it came on, but it looks like they did something similar. I'm telling you, I, I bet, like on wrestling data database or. Uh, was a cage match thing. I, I'm on lazy. the history of the WWE.com, which handles WCW as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this was taped uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, at the Georgia Mountain Center. I had my yeah. tryout for Impact there. Um, it, and yeah. The, 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 oh, JYD was the other guy who came in there very late. Um, so it, it was okay. taped at Georgia Mountain Center, but it doesn't say. For what show? Yeah. Over that time, they probably were taping them all and then cutting them up and then uh, putting them, you know, uh, sending them out to the syndication, you know? That's part of what they were doing. Yeah. Because so they didn't have no. I wish I knew um, what show this aired on, though. Because, uh, you know, they taped the Saturday night show at that point um, at, center, at Center Stage. And I think I'm pretty sure they everything else was on the road, and I, I'm sure cost wise they probably filmed all those B shows together, cut them up because you know they were months, by, you know, at least a month behind. So um, that, that sure was they cut them up July 16th. So that was actually you know 11 days behind. Wow, that's not bad. For that time that's period, a, not a bad turnaround, uh-uh. unless that's the first of the. You know, of, of the taping, you know what I'm saying, that got sent out. So, but I'm sure cost wise, they didn't have no aprons, you know, no, no, uh, uh, we call it, my mind's went blank, skirt with the, you know, show thing yeah. on it, or, or like New York, they'd have like prime time, have the banner hanging up, they'd show it. WCW didn't do that. So they could do all those B show tapes at one time, go back to the studio, cut them up put the stuff in, you know, what show it is, all that, put them together, yeah. insert interviews, uh, if it was going to be for, they weren't doing a lot of spot shows, they were doing hardly, 
they weren't doing any spa shows at the time, barely a few house shows in places. So, you know, there probably weren't a lot of local uh, promos on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I, I, I will so, say during the during the match, um, the TBS logo did come up. TBS? So, yeah. I bet I bet it was main event. Okay. Because that's what, didn't you say it's one with the flair and um, uh, Eaton was on main event? Yes. I bet that was main event then. Okay. See, main events thing was, see, you know, uh, WCW had Saturday night, and they always had a Sunday show. Back when it was NWA, you know, uh, World Championship Wrestling, Saturday night edition, Sunday night edition. <clears throat> then when it went into to Turner, they still had they had that Sunday night. They come up Sunday night, they come up with main event for the Sunday show, and it would always show a really good main event. And through the you know after sort of winding, you know, got further, you know, older, it started dwarfing into, like, Worldwide, and what's the other one? Pro. Huh, Power Pro, yeah. Um, which, though, back in the day, though, you know, 85, 86, that's what the Crockett Territory, the old Crockett Territory, Mid-Atlantic would get. Because you would see all those, I mean, you would have... There would be all kinds of – you'd see a lot of those Rock and Roll Express matches on there, Midnight Express matches on those Power Pros from them uh, Carolina towns. But as it got older, some like emphasis went all – basically when Turner took over, some like all the emphasis went on the Saturday night show. So main event kind of started dwindling off into the, the worldwide and Power Pro into that kind of thing. So they – Kind of took because they want. I guess when Crockett they said, "Hey, we got this Sunday night show. We need to take advantage of it." You know, so main event show, good, real good main event. And like I said, I guess when Turner, everything started changing now. So, but like this time period, like I said, you're gonna you can find so many good matches from main event, Power Power Pro Worldwide, and I said in the in the back the. Um, Clashes, so uh, there's a lot of good stuff. It's out there from this time period, and it gets overlooked because everybody thinks WCW was just in the crapper. It was financially, but they were still have good talent, and good matches. Maybe the storylines didn't, you know. Yeah, nothing to write home about, but yeah, like Brad Armstrong, horrible gimmick. Man, he worked his butt off in that match. Yeah, you know everything he did, quick. Clean, crisp, everything looked so good, but it had the worst gimmick. You know, some guys, even, you know, would probably would have been mad and would have went out there and just phoned it in. That, that's one guy, no matter how many bad gimmicks they gave him, you never saw any kind of disappointment in his work, which a lot of guys you would see, you know? Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, that was one thing. He was always professional. I know how he did behind the scenes, but you never saw it out in the ring, though. Yeah. When you talk about that, Arachnaman, Fantasia, slash Bradstreet, yeah. uh, Candyman. And what what was his late, uh, his, his 2000 WCW thing? Buzzkill. Yeah, Buzzkill, yeah. yeah it's like, he was like a stoner road dog. Yeah, and it was like. So a road dog. Yeah, it's like what the, it's like a hit like a flower child 
hippie road dog. I'm like, this is stupid. But do you know the uh, Rockna Man and the Bad Street were the same um, gimmick? They just turned it inside out. No, I didn't. Cornet um, on what's the one that you listen to? Drive through. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's the drive through. You know, they they cut them up on YouTube. I'll go on there. I'll skim through it every now and then and just see pick because I can't sit there and listen to the whole thing. Um, so I'll just pick out little to- topics I like. And when Armstrong, uh, Armstrong had his heart attack, was it last week, week before? Um, There's something about that, and then he starts talking about how uh, when they was doing Smoky Mountain and excuse me, I got burps tonight. Um, and it was in there late '92, early '93. Um, he said how Bullet would drive up from Pensacola, and he would just do TVs in the big towns. He didn't do the spot shows, and he always had some of the family right up with him. And he said, and I guess Brian just got out of the military, I guess, and uh, he rode up with him. They had this suit. And uh, they put him in the suit, and oh gosh, what was his name? Dark, dark mystery, or something like that. It was an old takeoff of an old gimmick uh, that Dr. Bill Miller and I can't remember who else did it at one time uh, from like the fifties. But uh, yeah, that was it, it was so if you dark find it, shadow or the dark uh... one dark shadow. Now, okay, I can't remember, but it, but it was. Uh, um, it was Armstrong. It was um, uh, Road Dog in, in the gimmick doing jobs. So you could look if you have any of them old TV tapings from Smoky Mountain. I think it was late '92 or '93 ish. Um, and he wasn't even working. He just rode up with with uh, his dad, and they said, "Hey, you want to?" And he's like, "Yeah." Like, and he put him thing. And he just jobbed you know, did jobs, but you know, yeah, well, like TV. the Dark Phantom or something like that. It was, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was I, like I've seen I've seen it, and I knew that that was Road Dog. I remember. Yeah, yeah he didn't even, even started working yet. You know, he just got back. I didn't out know that. I didn't know that. Like, yeah, he, he hadn't. Well, I assume he had trained because he just grew up. With well, as they said, they said that he just worked out with his brothers, and you know, but he wasn't, you know, trained trained to to go into the business business. You know, Sam. Yeah, it just kind of yeah, happened. He what? He, he wasn't polished. Yeah, yeah. But he's an Armstrong. I mean, you, you got to be polished. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it, it's in their exactly. blood. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, it goes and back the, to the whole thing. The sons but, all got pieces. Uh, yeah, that's, what I said, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. They all got part of Bob. Not one of them got everything Bob had. Because Bob had everything. And each son got, got a part of it. You know? Yeah, because Brad couldn't talk to save, save his life. He could work. No, he looked work. like a trillion dollars. Yeah. Then Scott, the business sense. Steve, they said, was the most athletic of all of them, they said. And then Brian was the best talker of all of them. Yeah. So they, they got never all. A, and Brian never had a body. That's what and Cornette said. He said, he said he never has had a body, but he had that mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, and his work was enough. Yeah, he got by because his mouth. That's what I'm saying. To be a worker, you ain't got to be, you know, go out there and just chain nowhere. You know what I'm saying? 
a worker that knows how enough to get by and has something that stands out to get them by to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His thing, you know, he can, he can either have a basic match, but his mouth can get him to elevate him. So it's a lot of guys, you know. Yeah. yeah uh, no, especially I, in the old days are like that. You know, 70s, 70s big time, you know. So, but uh, it just is crazy that, you know, like I said, Armstrong, all the bad stuff they did, it just, he never showed it in the ring how, you know, Anybody else? I mean, that many times you give them that many a horrible gimmick, and you're going to, you know, you're going to go out there and half butt it. You know, I don't care who you are. I mean, I would definitely, <laughs> but it's just, I mean, because I mean, it, and I think and he had the talent. It's like, oh gosh, you know, I can see if it was some slum gem out there, you know, and just keep getting horrible gimmick after horrible gimmick. But when you can work your total butt off and you just keep making that gimmick and it's just like, wow, you know, <laughs> and they say, you know, he never, he just, he was always there, you know, perfect, you know, I don't know how perfect, but they, you know, he's a model employee and they say, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, he, he collected that check forever. Yeah. Yeah, because you know. he, they never let him go that I know of. Mm-mm. He did some stuff. Uh, well, I think they did let him go in '95 uh, because uh, he went to Smoky Mountain for a little bit. He was on the last Smoky Mountain show. Uh, well, that's who uh, Cornette wanted to be the first champion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cornette, Cornette said, "You know, I was going to build the company around Brad." Yeah, he goes, but. Brad had a good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think he got let go a little bit in 95. I don't know how long. Because it seemed like he was never he, gone. He, may, he may not have been let go. They had a working agreement. But it was all the way up in 90 to 95? Mm, I, that I don't know. No, because he was already working with Vince. Right. No, he was already working with Vince then. Yeah, he already uh, had the Undertaker come in, Shawn Michaels come in. Um, who else did he have come in? I think he had a couple other guys come in, you know. So now it's he was working with Vince, with Vince so now he wouldn't have had to work. That was early. That working agreement was, I think, I'll say it was early 93 ish after they just got, you know, they were just getting started going, you know, rolling and because uh, they did the thing where they. Smoky Mountain went into WCW Saturday night and uh, with the Heavenly Bodies and Rock and Roll Express. So yeah, that, that was already, they, they invaded that was already 93. They cut the promo. And, yeah, it's already 93. And they bleeped out half of what Corny said. Yeah. So that was already So, um, but like I said, so he might have got let go a little, you know, for just a short period of time. Uh, so you think so that was the end of? I'm trying to think when he came into Smoky Mountain. I remember him being there toward the end of it. I don't know how long he was there, before, you know. So he was at least gone for probably a few months, probably. Or he was under contract, and they might have told him, you know, hey, if you can make, you know, you can go work other show. You know, what I'm saying you can do independents, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know actually how because. At that time, because yeah, cool, the the nineties were a weird time, right? Because people still yeah. had Japan dates and yeah, 
And, and that time period, 95 was, I mean, you got to think of, I'm sure Bischoff was not keeping tabs on his lower card guy because he was trying to set up taking over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not convinces, not convinces Wang in the dirt, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I had, he was trying to get all that set up. So, I, you know, they're trying to get, Nitro get go, you know, trying to get the thing for Nitro to go, you know, they had Nitro. Well, yeah, he had, he had he had uh, he had cut out house shows at one point. Yeah, so he was getting. Basically, I'm thinking maybe he was still under contract, and like I said, he since he's a lower card guy, and like I said, Bischoff was too busy getting his Nitro and getting ready to go ahead full steam against Vince. He might probably didn't know that his lower card guys was, you know, that's an that might be a you know, scenario, because I'm sure Bischoff wasn't keeping tabs on those guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's too busy worrying about Hogan, you know, and and then what guys can he get to jump ship, and, you know, so uh, he was getting all, and like I said, I'm sure getting all that Nitro ready to go, that had to be a lot of time consuming, you know, uh, getting all that ready to go for because um, when they debut Nitro, was it early '96? You're asking me dates, and you're you're the date guy. <laughs> Come on, Brian Last, get on it. <laughs> I, Brian Last, I am not. <laughs> well, you're by Brian Last, because <laughs> I ain't got well, access to pull anything I, up at the same time. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I don't know if I should be mad or flattered. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I told September fourth, ninety five. Oh, so it already happened. Wow. So yeah, he wasn't paying a lick of attention on who's on his roster. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Wow, I forgot. I guess it was the end of ninety five. Yeah, because he just got he got uh um Luger to jump ship. You know, Luger came yep, in yep. and that was, he made was his debut. First episode. Yep. So I'm thinking he probably wasn't giving a care of who were them, them lower card guys were doing. Yeah. You know? Except for, hey, I need you here on for security on this Monday night show. <laughs> you can be here. You catch a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You remember back in the day, I don't know if you remember or not, but you'd see, especially like on the big show, like the pay per views. You'd always see the job guys doing security for them. Like Joey I, Mags and I don't remember like that. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you like Joey Mags like that, you'd see him doing security on the on my pay-per-views. Huh. Yeah, go back and look some you see some of the job guys. Yeah, they did now, the uh, now I, I remember toward the end of WCW, we'd see a lot of guys that would wrestle around the Nashville area being bump and run security or doing yeah. little spots that they'll still brag yeah, about. But it's basically, that's basically, yeah, it used to be the job, their job guys. That's what they would get them doing security, like on pay-per-views and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Some of those guys still brag about being a part of WCW to this day. And I'm like, you were running bump security. I'd be proud of that. They'd still brag about it to this day. Well, if you did nothing else, yeah. What, what I, still put myself, I still put myself over to people and say, I was on nation, nation, Nationwide TV, Worldwide TV. 
it was America won, but hey. Man, the count. <laughs> exactly. What, what was, uh, what, what, what if all you did was take a guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett on one of the later nitros? Milk as much as you're worth, man. There, there's somebody who I'll tell you. Is still I know. I, know. <laughs> I would too. My, he, he, like I said, I didn't announce. I'd milk that thing to you getting dust out of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame Hey, I'm, I ain't downplaying nothing. You know, now it'd be different if you was you made money for years and years and years, and then you're you're still trying to put that over. I say, nah, you know, dude, you put this other old stuff over. Why are you putting that over? You know, but if that's all you're done, put it over. Might as well. You know. But is that the same thing as saying, like, I was hired by WCW? I mean, I guess technically for one night you were hired by WCW. Oh, yeah. Well, it's better than somebody saying that him and a other guy worked worked a dark match at Nitro. And you know there's no way in the world they worked a dark match at Nitro. I'm <clears throat> but speaking, you know, speaking of, have you seen the legacy inductees into the Hall of Fame? I heard I've seen somebody post some of them, and I don't know. I'm high, I mean, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. So why people getting their feathers ruffled? It ain't like the baseball, or the football, or basketball, or NCAA Hall of Fame. They ain't even got a crapping building. It's a for a work sport. I mean, well, I, I was—I don't know. I, I was happy for some, and I was upset that, that some were just going into the legacy wing. Oh yeah, it's 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 horrible. But let, let, I mean, let's, let's go. Uh, you know, let's let's go under that real quick. So, like, we've got the twenty twenty legacy inductees ray the crippler stevens how is he not in on his own okay but and, and this goes back to my thing is people were getting upset about that but actually how long did he work in new york most of his stuff was awa and in california wasn't it yeah but it doesn't always you know that i guess that's where it's a gimmick right it, it yeah that's it, what i'm saying so it, it's, it's it's for new york until it's not yeah that's what i'm saying so it I mean, should, you know, actually you're upset, you know, you kind of got you. I see where you're coming from, but I, I look at it as if it was a real deal, if they actually built a building and had ceremony and actually did it like the other sports did it, I could, I'd be, I'd really be upset with stuff, you know, but the way it's just, it's not even a physical thing, you know, and it shocks me that he actually, some of these people he actually even acknowledges since he hates wrestling, you know? So, you know, Dick the Bruiser, I mean, okay, you know. You're getting a little ahead of me. Brickhouse Brown. Oh, sorry. That I was kind of shocked. That one made me happy. Oh, yeah. It was, I like that he actually gets some, some of these guys, I like it someone get notoriety that, that a lot of people know who they are, you know? The wrestling fans nowadays, it's good that, you know, they're seeing, maybe they'll look them up on, on online and, and some history of them. So, yeah, that that I, I liked, yeah, because, uh, you know, somebody 
that I, you know, I work shows on with and stuff. So, um, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> this I think it's one, each your own on this yeah. one, you know. It's, it's it's what you it's what you you know it's what you want it to be. That's the way I look at it, you know. I think this next one would be different. Uh, had it, had circumstances been different, Doctor Death Steve Williams, you can't tell me that if Jr. was still with the company, that this man wouldn't be going into the actual Hall of Fame. That's a hill Jim Ross would die on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, probably. I mean, he, he would make enough noise at least to where Vince said, fine, whatever. Yeah, finally he would, yeah, keep doing it where he'd say, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It was, Is Danny Pods in it? Uh, I don't know. Cause I can't, because I, I could see uh, if he's not, you know, if Jarrell was there, because he was big Danny Hodge guy. Surely he's in a, the legacy or whatever. What's it called? The legacy part. Is that what you said it is? He's not. Wow. Wow, I am shocked. But yeah, if, if Jarrell was still there, he'd definitely be getting Doctor Death and Danny Hodge in there. Yeah, he is not. That that's mind blowing. He, he's obviously in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. You know, the one that oh, has yeah, an yeah. actual building. Um, yeah. So, what about the? Let's see. I want to know how much you know about this one. And this this may be before the time of your research, but uh, Baron <laughs> Michelle Leone. Oh, he was at uh, California. He was uh, he was big time um, star in the fifties. Oh, big time. Big time star in the fifties. Uh, he was that gorgeous, gorgeous George era, the fifties, and out in California, he was big time, big time guy. Uh, I think he died early, from what I can remember. Um, but now he was one of those guys. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. When he died? Yeah, he was hit by a car. Why do I think he died early? Or he must have had a, or he retired early then. He must have retired early then. Fifty-three. Yeah, he retired. And he was independently was wealthy from his pro wrestling career. Yeah, because he was one of those top guys in the fifties, man. Forties and fifties, sa and saved his money apparently. And he said and he was smart, saved his money. Yeah, after he was, he was one one of those big time guys out there in California. My, broke my heart that it was legacy. Playboy Gary Hart. Um, yeah, because you know why? He need a. He was one of the first modern day manager styles. Because um, one, the ones before him was more of the just sit in the corner uh, until the finish to get the heat. He was more the he was probably one of those first that kind of. Walked around, got some little cheap heat, you know, not like it is today where it's just overboard, but he was that, that next, you know, saying that time, you know, from the Weingroff and uh, J.C. Dykes and, uh, uh, oh gosh, Dr. Ken Ramey, uh, where they sat down and, you know, until, you know, it's time to do something. He was that next generation of, 
where they were up mobile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was probably the, the, you know, him and Heenan were probably the two, you know, going into that, you know, 70s, uh, mid-70s on where they were known. They were, they were the two, probably the two top managers uh, besides that, you know, that wasn't in New York, like Albano and Skolan. Uh, those were probably, the, besides those two, they were probably, probably the two biggest, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the time, it, it, it was that style, you know. I mean, so, yeah, that that kind of thinks he needs to be, he would, you know. But, but they got to have their stars, you know, in their, the, the, on the ceremonies, you know what I'm saying? They're going to put their guys, give them a whole ceremony first. You know, they'll throw a bone like Vern and stuff like that, but these other guys are just going to get legacy, you know? So I think I think they missed out on, on money because they could have, as far as getting him in the actual Hall of Fame, got the rights to his book and reproduced it. Who's that? Gary Hart. Oh. By the way, but, did I send you what I found? Mm, no. Audiobook recording of Gary Hart. Oh, Gary Hart's book. You sent me the uh, file version. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'll, so, I'll, I'll, I'll find it again and I'll send you the link. You might have. I can't remember. Because I, I know you don't read. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, and you already brought this one up, Dick the Bruiser. Yeah. And from from all stories, I, I've heard not a great guy, but still for what he did in wrestling. Oh, I mean, I mean, great guys. That's not. Um, um, I mean, like I said, nowadays, um, what guys getting called out on? If this was the, like the '60s, '70s, and into the '80s. Um, don't be no wrestling. Don't be no wrestling business back then. Uh, it's like Cornette talks about <laughs> the uh, when a new guy come in the territory, a green guy, and and Don Fargo would oh, staple yeah. his to the bench. <laughs> not staple it. He'd nail his pecker to the bench. I mean, nail it. That's what I meant. Nail it. That's what I meant. Nail it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not staple it. That's. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Staple would, be, would probably. And, 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 uh, and, uh, Dr. Ken Ramey, you'd go to your hand, hand your hand out to shake his hand and shake somebody's hand and Ramey walk by and put his slong in, in, in their hand. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just, you know, and, what was it, the Jackie Fargo one when he'd walk in there butt naked? Anybody see my toothbrush? And he'd bend over in front of him, had his toothbrush sticking out of his butt. <laughs> no, I, 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 I heard a different one about Jackie Fargo where it was you you would ask for a gum or a piece of mint. Actually, yes. actually apparently Don would do this with him. But hey, yeah, you got any gum and yeah. he'd pull gum out of his foreskin and Don yeah. would chew it. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, Corey talked about that one too. I was gonna, I was gonna leave that one out because that's that's just nasty. <laughs> no, but, I'll, I mean, I'll tell it. Just, I mean, there's no way that stuff you get away with nowadays. You know, you're right. I mean, 
but it's a totally different business, just everything. I mean, you know, they did stuff like that, so they wouldn't go insane, especially in the territory days when you're driving everywhere. They, they went insane, so they wouldn't go insane. I get it. I want to say no. Is that what I said? That, but no, but that's what it, sound, that's oh, what it sounds oh, they like would, to me. Yeah, they would take it insane levels. So they would, yeah, it's just a whole different time period, you know? Um, but yeah, it's um, so who else is on that list? Pistol Pez Watley. Yeah, I saw that. That's good. Uh, you know, Pez started out with uh, Saul Weingroff, you know, and uh, him and George were teammates at the University of Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga, a wrestling team. I mean, and he went uh, work salty Mondays Wayne and um, worked everywhere, all the territory, you know, a lot of the territories. Um, became trainer down at Power Plant, one of the trainers. You know, I mean, what can you say? I mean, uh, I loved on him and. He was a job tone. I love the job tone. <laughs> who's, his, who's his partner? I don't. I don't know that. Tyler Conway Jr. Okay. Yeah, uh, he was more. He was more funnier than, than Tiger Conway was though, with it. I always thought that. I think. Uh, I always said they should have got Norvell Austin to be the other job tone. They. It would have been money. Awesome. Yes, that man. It would have been so much better. Norvell. When Norvell was 25, he looked like he was 45. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of them where the, the black cracked. Um, but, oh, he was so good. But, yeah, I always thought that they should have found Norvell Austin, which he was in Continental. Uh, had just left Continental at the time, I do believe. Um, so he was around. And they should have got Norvell Austin for that. And uh, and if they could get Norvell, I think Pork Chop Cash really did a good job. I uh, just wasn't, pork chop, love pork chop. Yeah, cash. I just, I what, I just never eat. You know, when I was a mark, which still am, if you ask anybody else, um, I, Tyre Conway Jr. Just, I don't know, it, it, he was okay, but Watley stole the show with that, and I just think if, like I said, Norval Austin, you know, would have been the my, my pick, and then I went pork chop cash, you know. And um, but Tyler Conway Jr. has even Brickhouse Brown at that time because he was he, he was really talking, you know, learning to talk and getting his talking down. He would have been better um, than Tyler Conway Jr. You know? Yeah. So we have Pez Wally deserved. He deserved to go in. But who else is on there? Um. There's another guy you got to overlook. You got to look at his in-ring work because they, you know, he was a maniac outside the ring. You know, um, yeah. In real but, life. I mean, he drew money. Yes, I mean you can't, you can't. Last battle of Atlanta. Yeah, so I mean, his work's there. You know, uh, just uh, his demons would get in the way of him really for his potential. Somebody, uh, you know. I mean, we had that last little run. Was it 89, 90-ish at uh, WCW? Yeah. You know, besides that, I mean, he, before that time, he could have been money for Crockett. 
you know, but the, he just had too many obstacles, you know? Wow, he was only 32 when he died. Yeah. Yeah, he was young. Very young. He I got his... I, I got his uh, wrestling license, 78, 79 wrestling license. As, uh, was it Bruce Yeoman? Yeoman? I guess it was his last name was. Yeah. Yeah, I got his and tons of people's license. Um, but yeah, yeah, just think, 32, I mean, you know, he did so much destruction to his career. And he's like, oh, he's only 32. What could he have done if he would have, you know, not just straightened everything out, you know, because I mean, all I got, you know, but kept it on a normal for the wrestling business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could have been a really a big star, I think. Even though he was short, but he had just his work, you didn't think of him as short when he worked. You know, because when you like, sell, like Kevin Sullivan in Florida, you never thought of him as short, you know, because his work was so good, you know? Yeah. That's like, sorry, you didn't think he you wouldn't, you didn't, when he got in the show working, you didn't think of him being a short guy. Well, and they're built like fire hydrants. That that helped. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I'm saying, yeah. But, you know, it just, um, yeah, I think without, you know, if he could just scaled it back some, he could have been a major star for many years. Because his work was just unbelievable. Yeah. We've got two more in this class. Uh, this one you might not have a lot about, but uh, Ethel Johnson. Ethel Johnson. Was she one of the first black female wrestlers? She was the first African-American women's wrestler. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing that name on old, some old, old cards. Yeah. Well, she faced she had Mildred first, Burke for the world title at one point, too. That's quite so I know, like, yeah, because especially in that time period, because I know it's like in the South, they couldn't wrestle white women. So that had to be up north, but it, especially up north, I mean, because some places up north were just as racist as the South to an extent, you know? Um, yeah. Not your bigger cities. It says but, here she's yeah. a pioneer for Canadian women's wrestling. After a stint with Stu Hart, and then she also worked for Vince Senior's Capital Sports. So even before the WWF, yeah, yeah. So she trained with Stu. Uh, she did time in in Calgary. Now I, I assume, and I may be wrong. Well, no, this would have been even before Mula. So I don't know who yeah. she would have trained with. Probably Stu. Maybe. Well, she's tough then. <laughs> And she's also one of the first wrestlers uh, to utilize a standing drop kick. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's a. You know, I'm not trying to make this racial or anything. Uh, but she should go in regular for being the first black female wrestler. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I ain't saying because she's black, but just. Because, man, wrestling was so se 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 segregated. Help me here. Segregated. It, to, against women, let alone a black woman. Yeah. Just think what she had to, had to go through, not only being a woman at that time period in the wrestling business, which I've always heard stories of they were just treated horrible. 
and then on top of being black, I mean, she needs to go in the Hall of Fame because that's, you know, that's, that's that's really something, you know. Yeah, no, for for the mark that she left on wrestling alone, for the trail she plays, and like what she knocked down alone, she should be in. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, and you know, I, I just I. I mean, just some of the, the horrible stories, you, you know, you hear is what she probably had to go through, you know, and yeah, she needs to be a regular inducted, I think. And this one, I, I'm pretty sure Bruce had something to do with the final one, Paul Bosch. I'm surprised it took this long. After listening to, um, the episode of something to wrestle with about Houston wrestling and what happened according to, obviously we're listening to one side, uh, according to Bruce Pritchard, it does sound like he screwed Vince on the way out that Paul did. Now, so if that's the case, I can understand why it did take this long. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, Bruce has been gone for a while too. And just now come back racing, you know, Last several yeah. years, so he was gone last, from last two years, I think. Yeah, so he was gone for how long? About oh gosh, oh three, five years, about five years, probably six years, more than that, maybe. Oh three, when he got fired, he left in oh three. Yeah, no, pretty sure, seriously. Yeah. I believe. Holy smokes! Wow. <laughs> I, I so will, yeah. I, I will. Well, that would make sense then, because if he had, yeah, like you said, Pritchard, you know, was one that got him in there. So if him not being there all this time when the Hall of Fame actually got, you know, to be a big thing, you know, the ceremony thing, yeah, I could see I, why he apolog never. Apologies, 08. Still, he's been there. It was gone for about 10 years, 10, 11 years. So, because um, what, 06, 05, 06, when they started kind of, Actually doing an event and getting it out, you know what I'm saying? Becoming yeah. the big thing. Yeah, when so, it wasn't just like a dinner. Yeah, yeah. When it, so you think about that. So he left in 08, you know, so yeah. And there's nobody for pulling for Bosch to get in. So I guess that's probably what took so long, yeah. Because he was gone from the company to, yeah, because they weren't going to put him in. Yeah, because I'm sure Vince still holding some. I think like Vince. Um, I mean, I just what I intake of it is you can scream over, but he'll always let you come back because he sees it as you're. Yeah, you're coming back to me. I ain't coming back to you. You know. Yeah. You um, you need me. I don't need you. So I think that's why he forgives people and brings them back. I think that's what he does. But Bosch has passed away, so you know. He ain't getting no gratitude of yeah you're coming you're you know you're you're back coming on your hands and knees to me I'm, you know what I'm saying and he yeah. if the guy's gone even though you know he screwed him over he can't get that that gratification of you 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 needing Vince Vince not needing you so it's not you know now if Bosch would have you know maybe before he died well there wasn't a hot thing that you know what I'm saying just. You see what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. like and, and his widow recently passed away. Um, yeah. 
Actually, I, and I don't know whether it was left to Bruce or if Bruce bought it in, a, in an estate sale, but Bruce has truckloads of Bossy's old stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, and we're back. So, so you're saying that that uh, that Pritchard got what did he get from? Did you say it was what did you say he got from Bosch? So I, 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 I don't know if it was left to him or but what did he, he, I mean, uh, what did he, 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 I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. He's he last I heard, I haven't listened to his podcast in a while, and he's been real hit or miss because he's obviously been so busy with WrestleMania season, so they've missed yeah, some episodes. Um, but it was a whole bunch of stuff from his collection and stuff like that. He's going through all the boxes. You got like truckloads of it. Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. Um, one of the things I you. do know he has is the, the death mask of the, what, the Swedish angel? Maurice something or other. The guy who Shrek was based off of, who was a, who was a. How about French, the French angel? The French angel. Yeah, there you go. Have you ever seen pictures of that guy? Yep. He was scary looking, dude. Yeah, and he's got his death mask. Because wow. that's some that's something that Bosch had in his office. Wow. So he's probably got like programs, booking uh sheets. There's no talent what's in that, man. Wow. Yeah. All sorts of stuff, man. Wow. Hmm. Dang. That's crazy, man. Just oh man, just somebody was in business that long. There could be there's no tells what could be in there. Yeah, no, not not at all. Apparently, the office, even when he was a kid, when he was working in the office with with Tom as a kid, was a shrine. Then you know, just a history museum. You know, museum. Yeah, I can then. imagine. So, oh, all over the years, geez. So who's older, Tom or 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 um, Bruce? Tom. Tom's all okay. Okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah, I believe, so, I believe that's right. Okay. Yeah, I probably, yeah, because Tom was, yeah, I, that would, yeah, because Tom's already out working territories and he was still doing stuff for uh, Bosch. So, yeah, just from Houston. So, okay. Yeah, that'd be right. That's wild. I mean, there's no towns what's in there. So is that the last one? That was the last one, yep. Hmm. We, we covered two years' worth of classes of Hall of Fame. Huh. So they actually had a ceremony this year, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know to what degree, how many people, anything like that, but they had some sort of ceremony, yeah. Okay. Cause I, um, I know somebody said it was on TV, but it's around the – thing so i just wonder how that was set up uh, yeah i saw i saw a, a clip of canes where like he did the fire and boom oh and they did that. come out and speak though they did it they did uh, some speak. some people did i i know like yeah kali was over zoom yeah well, um, i figured that definitely yeah yeah so i mean there were some people who were over zoom but okay but they did have some sort of something though yeah all right, that's cool. All right, um, that might, you know what I forgot to do? What's that? 
Forgot to select the match. <laughs> hey, man, I've had cellulitis all week, man. Fair enough. Dude, this is painful. And I got, I, I done told you a story. I'm going to tell you about this little funny story. So I go in to the ER Sunday morning. And it's the same doctor that seen me back in December for cellulitis in my other leg. And he goes, are you taking anything for your chronic pain? I said, take tramadol. He's like, oh, I'll give you something for the pain. And I said, don't worry about it. He said, you sure? And I said, yeah, I don't, I don't take anything. I said, I, and I said, I still got the hydros you gave me from last time I was in here. He's like, you do? I said, yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I'll write you out of antibiotics. So he's walking out the door and he's like, you still have hydros? That don't happen around here. <laughs> and the other day, it, it got so bad, I was thinking about it, but I didn't do it. I don't take pain meds because, I mean, I take Tramadol. That's a really low dose of a, you know, a lot of people don't say Tramadol is nothing. It's just enough to take the edge off. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a pain, it's a, you know, it's it's a pain med, but it's not a high, yeah. you know, it's like I said, this is enough to knock the edge off. Some people don't even, won't even take Tramadol because they say it's not strong enough. But I look at it like this. If I took a pain pill and it knocked out my pain, I don't know how I would react because I've lived with pain for over 10 years every day of my life. So I don't know how, if I went a day without pain, how I would react because I don't know that feeling. I hadn't had it in 10, over 10 years. You know, so my best thing is don't do it. That's, I don't know, wild, that's, probably man. that's probably stupid, but I mean, I'm in pain every day. So I, I'm a day without pain. It might be too good for me, <laughs> you know? So, you know, I don't know. Like, call me some, some people probably think I'm stupid, but, uh, you know, and, you know, it's fair. And then when you have, uh, person in your family that's has addiction to pain pills and you see what it can do it makes you want to think you know i can take some pain you know because i can see what they can do to you and destroy your life you know because like i said i'm not like not having pain for a day a little too much <laughs> and so you know i just i'd rather you know just like i'm in pain i live every day with pain anyway but this really sucks. I mean, it hurts. <laughs> but just tough it out, you know? So, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I said, people are saying I'm crazy. And I, we think we know how I got it. So I, my feet dry out real bad and I, they crack. We asked me, said, do you think my feet cracked on that one foot? Do you think that's what caused it? So it's usually caused a cut and bacteria. And so, yeah, poor, I got poor circulation in my legs. And usually from a cut you get. And the infection gets in, it, it, uh, bacteria gets in there. Your blood flow's not enough to, it just so it goes in and it just stagnates in there because my blood flow's so poor down there. He said, you, and we said, do you think the cut on my foot might have done? He said, no, it's too, he said, you would have it all the way down there from where the, and it was like the, it was probably that night or something. And I was sitting there thinking, the last day we was in Pigeon Forge on vacation, I cut my leg on a chair. There's a little bit of the staple was hanging out 
on the poster and I cut my leg, right? And Dana puts uh, put him out, you know. But uh, we and, it, and we look and it's right there where this has happened. We're like, she's like, that's probably where it where you, you know, because it, you know. So most likely, you know, we can't hundred percent say, but uh, you know. But yeah, it's the. It's not the place's fault. We had a good time at the Christmas place, where you call it. Highly suggest staying there. I hate Christmas and I like the place, so it tells you how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just one of those little, you know, you can barely see it. the little staple was just barely hanging out, and I just cut my leg on it. So, but um, I think that's where it happened at. But yeah, it's but I have that low. That my blood flow in my lower legs just don't don't flow like everybody else's, you know. So, but yeah. And no, I'm not you, selling my pain pills to any of the boys. So don't be calling me. So the boy and the boys are listening. I'm not sending you my pain pills. <laughs> stay, stay out of my DMs. I, I can't get Quentin's pain pills. Um, <laughs> you, you went through. You went through quite the. Uh, yeah, you went through a lot just not to pick a match this week. I mean, if you didn't want to pick a match, I could have went two weeks in a row. You didn't have to give yourself cellulitis. Trust me. <laughs> I'd rather watch Alan Wiz get sold out using off than have cellulitis. So that's, that's the match bad next is. week. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'd rather, have, I'd rather watch it get cellulitis. Um, yeah, that's not um, that's not gonna. Um, I'll come up with some because I've seen some stuff I've uh run across this week, and I would and I would say okay, I'll go back later and see if it's a full match. You know, uh, it's some good stuff. Um, I almost picked one, but it, I couldn't find the full match. It was a joint, joint in progress. Uh, from was it eighty five Memphis? I know that's me. I know, but. Randy Savage and Lenny Poffo against the Fabs. Ah, uh, yeah. It, start, it started in progress. And it was a Lumberjack match. Uh, lumberjack with the belts. And um, it started already. And I was like, dang, man, that would, you know, I was like, if that would have, I just don't, you know. A lot of those Memphis matches from the Coliseum, they never would show the whole match, you know. There's a, either you start, you know. You'd see like the opening, you know, like Alan West against Goliath or something, or Tojo against Tony Burton. They'd show those the whole match from the Coliseum on the Coliseum, you know, uh, B show. But those hot matches, you never got the whole match, you know. So, but uh, like I said, I've run across a few things. Uh, so it's going to be a surprise. So we'll call it in the ring next week. Yeah. And it'll be worth it. I'll, I'll get something really good. Like I said, I've stumbled across a few things that I was like, oh, that's going to be good. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to make sure they're full show, full match, and uh, we're going to go with that. So, All right. Sounds like a plan. It's going to be good. I'll make sure it's a good one. Oh, also, you remember uh, – oh, crap, and I forgot what it's called. Uh, but I saw it uh, – was it today? Um one of the Japanese wrestling groups that I follow on Facebook, 
Jumbo's son is on there. And he posted a picture of his dad doing the um, abdominal stretch where he locked it. Uh-huh. It actually had, he actually had a name for it. Stretch and, Plum? No. It was, oh, what was it called? Dang, it was something neat. And I forgot it. I was going, <laughs> I should have wrote it down. No, I should have known. I'd forget it. But he, so, you know, we when we talked about that match, I remember I said, oh, man, he's locking in the hands on Donald Stretch. i never seen that, you know. And it was something he did a lot, of, you know, and they actually called it something. So it was a, one of his moves in his repertoire, um, I guess, earlier on, you know. Wasn't the octopus, was it? No, 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 no. Okay, because I, I remember uh, playing the early pro wrestling video game. <laughs> and it was uh, the octopus hold was literally the abdominal stretch. I wish I I should have wrote it down, but yes, son, actually posted it on there. So it actually had like a little name. Um, like I said, I don't think I, I if I had seen it, excuse me, I don't remember it. So, um, man, I wish I could find that real fast. There's probably no one we will find that because I can't remember the name of the group that it's in. It's only a Japanese group I follow, so, but. His son posting there every now and man. Uh, gosh, I wish I could find it real fast. There's no way I'm able to find it. But yeah, it actually he actually had a name for it because he used it a lot um, in his early days. So I was checking. I never gonna find it. But yeah, well, we can so, we can have it. We can have it for next week. We can do our research and try to find that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it this week and I'll have it for next week. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll have a match and what he called his abdominal stretch move. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I think to emphasize that was a really good match that probably hardly anybody's ever seen. No, and I, I concur. That was a really good match, uh, even more than a really good TV match. Like, if that was on a house show, it'd be. A hundred percent, like the people would go. I guarantee oh, we were watching it with no sound, but I guarantee those people were going crazy. It it was worked like a house show, a TV show, because it went. How long did you say it went? The actual match. Uh, the full video was fourteen minutes and fifty-seven seconds. So about lower thirteen actual. That's long for a TV match. So that's yeah. like a, about a you know open it uh, not open but early mid card you know early to mid card match on a, on a house show you know. Yeah, you know, about about thirteen minutes. So yeah, well, two guys is able was getting no kind of push. Yeah, so that would be it. But so it was, and I guarantee uh, there was people in that crowd were like Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. We want to get the win tonight. Yeah, because they were. I mean, you know, they'd cut them off and get a little something, and then they'd flip it back. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was some people. And I'm thinking, wow, they're just seeing Horner and Armstrong getting beat on TV. Well, then. Three to five minutes usually. So yeah, they. I'm sure there were some people in that in the crowd and people watching on TV at the time thinking, "Wow, was he seeing upset?" You know, because they gave them and gave them. You know, and it, and everything they did basic but good. It's all. It's just like I said, it's one of those matches that nobody's probably hardly ever seen that needs to watch it because it's good, good wrestling. So.
That's all I got on that one. So you're done. I'm good. I'm done. If you're done, I'm done. You can stick a fork in her because she's done. For Jeremiah Plunkett, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.